I'm using the restroom. Incoming transmission. You are right. I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. A stranger can mean danger. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. You could learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. Pork chop sandwiches. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the PEMJ HeroClix PSA. Today we have with us myself, Brad Royals, and our co-host Paul Cote. And joining us tonight, we also have uh, Jackson Smith. Uh, tonight, we're going to go over uh, a few different things to prepare for worlds. We're kind of kind of shifted those from our growth uh, segment and our budget build and stuff like that. We're trying to prepare and get ready for worlds and what we need to do to do that. Uh, before we get started, though, uh, I would like you to help me. Uh, by following or liking and sharing uh, this episode and any other content that uh, that uh, is related to the podcast. So if you see me on Facebook, please like the show on Facebook. If you see me on Apple Podcasts or whatever, uh, iTunes, if you can hit the like button or the five-star button or whatever they do over there, um, or Spotify. If you listen to me on there, if you can hit uh, notify, the little bell, and follow, and five-star rating, that would be awesome. Uh, all this stuff uh, helps me for free from you. Uh, uh, helps with the algorithms, it gets people to pay attention, and it's super helpful. Uh, and if you like the content that we provide, uh, feel free to subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, all the stuff will can go back into my Discord to help with uh, the online community that I'm trying to grow there. Uh, so let's get into the show. Uh, Paul, thanks for coming onto the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Jackson, thank you for coming onto the show. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, so tonight, uh, the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, what are the hardest teams to pilot? Uh, and what does it take to do that in a tournament? Uh, what teams do you want to play for Worlds? And what we need to do to prepare for Worlds? And uh, the last couple of things that we're going to talk about are decision-making when it comes to the game. Specifically, we want to focus on tarot cards and how they're adding a whole other layer to the game. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the U.S. Nationals that's happening right now. Uh, they uh, just had a pod finish today. They had the top four players on that team uh, uh, show their teams that uh, place for the top 16 for Saturday, and uh, they also showed a couple of previews for uh, the Hellfire Gala stuff. Gala? Gala? Gala. Uh, and they also showed a couple of uh, figures for WKO OP kits uh, that have not ever been released or uh, shared. So that's interesting. So let's get into the, the meat of it. What are the hardest teams to pilot? And uh, why should you or should you not do that for a tournament? 
Paul, do you want to start off with that one? Yeah, so one of the hardest teams to pilot is the teams that really hit their stride on uh, the late game or mid game, like the ones that, um, like Kirkowen and Vi Revival, for example, um, because you really have to be, um, and I, I don't mean hardest as in they have hard matchups or things like that. I mean, you have to be smooth with your turns. You have to be efficient with your turns. You have to know what you want to do. Um, because if you're just like stumbling around um, with a with a like a mimic prime uh, chase a team, uh, Jackson, this is more of your your field. You you've you you're more practiced in this, but like just just having played that in like our gauntlet um, practice, there were so many times where like oh yeah, I'm gonna lose this game because I I this is not my team. I'm just practicing it for the gauntlet and. Um, I, I, there's, there's a lot of decisions as to what powers to pick for Mimic Prime or what to give with, with Chase A, um, what to swap in at the beginning of the game. Um, if you don't have just like a set, if I lose map, I, I use this team. If I win map, I use this team. Um, so, uh, you know, there's other teams like a Mystical Recruiter that, that you could say the same thing for, um, that like... They really, they're really like hoping to get that turn six, you know, when they're when they're starting to really uh, um, pull ahead. Because the longer the game goes for teams like that, the more they generate threats. Um, so I think they're they're uh, some of the hardest to play. So right right now, I'd say I'd say X Men is the hardest to play, just because it's a a swap, two a pick a power. And three is is a team that that uh, generates threats the longest it goes. Well, uh, to add on top of that, with the X of Swords, we are now getting a recruiter for X Men and Brotherhood, and we're also getting tarot cards to add on top of that. So it's a lot of brain power to get involved to prepare before you start the game, uh, knowing. What all sideline pieces are going where and what, because uh, in case some of you don't know, uh, can't recruit stuff that has been swapped out, or right. that's for uh, your replacements, uh, and vice versa. Whatever you're trying to uh, replace, you know, can't be recruited. So, uh, so Jackson, would you agree with that? You you played a lot of X Men. Uh, definitely. It's. It's such a fun team, but the the amount of times I had to just openly fail to even figure out what I'm doing with the team was just quite a bit. There's so much learning of what swaps do you do at, for the beginning. Like if even if you win map, there are times when you might want to swap to something different than you thought of. Uh, you might see a figure you didn't think of or haven't seen in a while, and now you have a completely different team you want to play. And then on top of that, just in the middle of a match, like you said, Mimic is very difficult to play because on one hand, you want to just throw him at your enemy. You want him to copy all these powers. You want him to just start swinging. But if you had, didn't pick the right defensive powers or you didn't you know, set it up right, he can just easily die. And yeah, you also have Krakone Revival as a backup, but that is it's such a dangerous thing to rely on because you're just buffing your opponent while hemorrhaging points so it's definitely a very 
scary team to play, but I think once you get it down, it can be incredibly rewarding. Uh, play recruiting in a Krakoa rival. That's a whole other thing. Uh, you, you, uh, th that's uh, two mechanics that have such big paragraphs that uh, when I did Krakoa in the Bible last year, uh, I, I learned by practicing that nobody understood how the mechanic worked. And going into that with my tournaments uh, for the ones that I participated in, I, I realized that uh, I had to play my turns quick. My games had to be uh, uh, almost uh, either go to time or uh, I win 300 to like 350. Even though they had more points than I did, I still uh, were able to, was able to beat their team. And that could be very uh, intimidating uh, for some people. Or that, that just uh, say that this is a bad mechanic, I give up too many points. And, uh, it's just uh, it, it's not a good uh, win condition. And I can, I can agree with that to a certain extent in that uh, the amount of points that you just bleed, uh, you can't just lose right away. Uh, just by running away, but uh, it takes a lot of practice to understand uh, how to pilot a recruiter and uh, Krakoa Revival. And the positioning has to be right, uh, especially with Krakoa Revival, or else you're just going to get the skinless assassins on the team over and over and over and over again. Uh, I'm not even sure if you have the sideline space to do recruiter. Uh, uh, I think you would just go into revival and swap. Well, uh, it's it's already very difficult uh, playing X-Men because you just have so many options that you just physically don't have the sideline space. So while recruiter is definitely an option, I definitely don't think you want to do like a big swap team with a recruiter. Right. It's definitely something you want to just play differently than X-Men. Well. Uh, not exactly uh, a, a lot of options, but uh, for me, uh, uh, I haven't exactly built with it yet, but uh, if I were to do it, I would just have one or two figures to recruit uh, that are guaranteed to put on some hurt uh, when they come out. You know, I think I would put Jubilee as one of my recruits uh, and uh, a maggot from the just in case the problem with uh jubilee specifically as a recruiter is you want her either on the main force or as a swap you definitely don't want to just put her there as like a maybe if something dies you bring her in um and the main reason i say that is because her trait specifically says it's once per game for all characters with this trait yeah meaning that if you have one on your main force and you recruit one in later um she can't go to her shogo click she's just gonna be stuck there as a energy explosion figure that's not nearly as good no yeah uh well, i mean i just uh i often feel like when it comes to uh swap teams there's often i see two or three figures that just fall ever get used they're also there for just in case and it just seems like uh, i have not messed around with, with making a, a swap recruiter build but i figured yeah. that the just in case would be equal uh, in that instance. Another big problem about uh, Krakone Revival and Recruiter, um, specifically for X-Men, is if you build your entire team around 
both those things. You're building for the, what if just the loss. You're building for, okay, I'm losing drastically. I need something to bring it back in here. But if you're already building for this loss or for this mentality of, I'm just going to lose everything really fast, then um, it's a matter of maybe the swap you're doing should be different. Maybe you should be trying something else. It's just, there's a lot of ways that I see people try to use these abilities that are just feeding points to your opponent, no, and then you just run out of time. Uh, that is definitely not the way to play Recruiter and Kokoro uh, Revival. Those are just the cherry on top, the, the bonus uh, that you get with your team. Like, your team should be able to operate that the way like it, like it needs to in any given game. Uh, it's just that your team has more survivability on top of all that. Uh, at least that's how I play. Uh, like I, I played Mystical Recruiter with uh, Blackheart when he was here, and that gave up a lot of points uh, with uh, the Hellfire Club guards and the Wendigos and the, the Jubilees and the uh, Gambits I had on the team. Uh, I, I won games like 300 to uh, 375. Uh, you, uh, it's uh, if you can play fast enough and um, know how to balance between uh, when when it is okay to give up points and when to just give up on the figure, it's uh, the easiest way to look at it for me is that uh, have I got enough value or am I going to get value uh, out of this character coming back or letting them die? And it's very tough uh, because you can't really tell early on in the game uh, when when things are can start go either way. Uh, but you're right, uh, Jackson, that, uh, that you can just things can just get out of hand super quickly uh, just by throwing away pieces and just letting them die and coming back and letting them die and coming back. Uh, it's yeah, you try to just win the game. You don't try to lose pieces. So yeah. You can do your trick. Yeah. You try to win the game. Um, yeah, so, and I just, just wanted to throw this out there. We're not trying to dissuade anyone from playing X-Men. Uh, it got a whole bunch, a lot better with, with the new set. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that if you are going to play X-Men, get your reps in. Get it practiced. Exactly. Especially with, like, with tarot cards are going to add another level of complexity, um, you know, so that, so you, you, you want to make sure that you get... You're you're smooth with your turns. You know what you're doing. You know what what you want to target, um, and just if you if you want to go on X Men, there's a lot of cool tools coming on. There's a lot of uh, um, the the sword bearer trick, dropping swords just on your feet. It's a great trick. For, for, and uh, what I mean by that is like you play like for a thirty point magic with a five point uh, sword bearer trait. You can come in with any sword. Then you swap them out with Professor X or whatever other figure. Swap it in for a Hope Summers or whatever. <laughs> I know that's not a that's not a trade that makes any sense, but um, no, it makes sense. Uh, right? You trade up those two for Hope Summers and uh, uh, multiple men. Yeah, and then you then you're you've got these like whichever sword you want dropped on the ground. Uh, I will say I'm not overly impressed with any of the swords uh, in the main set. Uh, the Marmasa Blade, 
is, is good, but it, uh, it's, uh, I don't like the swords and being able to target one character with a close attack. Uh, I guess just a nice bonus, but these swords, uh, I think I, I think I personally like only two of the swords. That's the, the Muramasa blade and, uh, what's the other sword? Uh, I like the stop deck one, the black uh, Adam Adamant. The Amduat. Yeah. It's a good, um, those are definitely good. I, I think in reality, when it comes to swords, you know, people have been joking for a while, you're bringing this big bucket of swords to pick which ones you really want. And you're probably actually going to do that. But in reality, the only swords that I see being actually picked are probably going to be like Mer Mercy, the Muramasa Blade, uh, Purity, and then maybe the uh, one that gives you exploit just to give you exploit. Um, oh, but most that. of the time, you're you're pretty much going to Muramasa. Uh, I like the the Vermilion Blade. Wait a minute, isn't isn't Adamant like needed for if if Apocalypse three hundred points ever becomes a thing? Um, sh I mean, I think uh, Muramasa is just better because it also deals with the invincible at the same time. But yeah, I mean, again, you you're you're gonna want to have these. But you, don't, you have a chance of losing the Muramasa blade, right? Am I true? No, right? you're you're correct. It's it's yeah. really just how you want to go on it. If you want to chance it to like on a one turn, or if you just want to immediately go for that. Like if you have multiple swords, you can just do one and one. Or yeah, if you really want to just deal with the stop clicks, that's another one that works really well. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the black bonus are gonna be. They, as long as the uh, apocalypse sees play, you gotta see the black bone. Yeah. Uh, like also for you know black heart, not not that we're seeing tons of black heart right now. So let me say Scarlet Witch instead seems fine. Yeah. Uh, or those pesky healing torches. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Uh, well, or Invisible Woman, though I seem to be the only one playing that. <laughs> I love uh, that Deep Cuts Invisible Woman. Oh my god. Uh, is that the Force Blast one? Yeah. Can't you I just have do not that looked. Human Torch? What's that? Can't you just do that with Human Torch? Uh, you can't use... Human Torch can only... can't choose the direction of the of the placement. And can't uh, roll up to a six. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. And it, it's also it's not a it's also away from a barrier marker. So there are situations where, like, if someone's really grouped up, like for example, if Franklin is surrounded by all of Fantastic Four, you can't really place a barrier and then knock him away from it. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And yeah. she's also an eighteen defend for what it's worth. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the Blackbound, not the sword they want to get. Mercy. Muramasa Blade, and the Vermilion. Uh, but thankfully, all those are just rares. Uh, uh, I think um, I think a sword people aren't talking about enough is uh, the Purity, the one that lets you make uh, the bystanders. It's uh, A lot of people are just kind of passing the sword off, but we're seeing in power become pretty prevalent now. It's I, And also, just for the sake of body blocking or just 
extra attacks. I think just because it's not an autonomous bystander, people are just completely writing it off. When I think personally, it's one of the best swords. I think it's a good sword. Just uh, yeah, it's not autonomous, but it's a body on the field that uh, you can be in the way, uh, tie up stuff, and then eventually you're gonna have the tempo where it's gonna be able to make an attack. So I don't know if I like it for an X-Men swap, but I do definitely like it for my Jank uh, um, collector uh, builds where those bystanders suddenly start getting better stats and like, you know, yeah. if, if you have like an Aaliyah Gregor and a collector, suddenly that that warrior is swinging hard. You just, you just need warm bodies. Um, and you're like, all right, cool. Suddenly, this uh, this um, uh, um, what is it called? Red Wing bystander is is like one shotting people. Yeah, an interaction I've been looking at with uh, a purity, especially is actually on X Men Swap is a uh, an already amazing combo is uh, mimic plus uh, peepers. You know, you're just you're charging for eight charge Florian. Uh, you got um, the empower from peeper. Uh, but Mimic is also copying the Empower. So, like, there have been situations where I'll charge Flurry with Mimic eight squares, make two Pogs, Flurry Blades with Mimic, and then have two Pogs that are 10 for four Precision Strike. Like, it's one. it's a very good combo when it works, and it's really not that hard to pull off. Sounds terrible. Not terrible as bad, just I don't want to face that. <laughs> uh, something that I, I also wanted to address about playing... Uh, these hard teams that are that have a lot of nuance, uh, beginning game, mid game, late game, is the the brain power involved and the, the stamina needed to play these teams round after round after round. And if you're doing well, you're playing more rounds. Uh, I when I did Krakorn Revival um, last year, uh, and I played. 19 rounds of hero clicks that was great but also very awful i was so dead tired <laughs> yeah uh, mm -hmm. uh yeah. thankfully uh well uh, i don't know how far ahead that you think with your team jackson but for me uh i i actually do just throw my team out there uh, because uh, by round three or round four, I just don't care anymore. I'm pretty sure I might win. I just have to play fast and just let's see how much abuse my uh, my team can take before uh, I just lose. Um, yeah, it's that's definitely another problem. Like again, not trying to dissuade anyone from playing X Men, but it's it's just such a exhausting team to play if you don't know like exactly what you're gonna do. And exactly like you said, there have been times when I'm just tired by round, you know, four or five, and I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there and hoping I hit the rollout or just kind of hoping they miss and just seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. Like, you can definitely get to a point where you're just not playing as well as you probably can. Mm -hmm. So it's just something you have to keep in mind when uh, piloting one of these teams. Uh, that's yep, so that's something that Paul said earlier. Get those reps in. Uh, because... Uh... I don't know if it was a conscious decision, decision or a subconscious decision or muscle memory, but uh, I've been credited with doing well, playing well, and positioning just right 
And then for me, it, it felt like I was just lucky uh, because I wasn't entirely paying attention. But I also practiced that team probably 60 times before uh, I played in those tournaments. And so I just kind of knew where I was supposed to go and where I wasn't supposed to go. Um, uh, but if you are able to just kind of do that, then when it is game day, uh, you don't have to think about it that hard. When you when you know what teams uh, what teams to prepare for, and we'll go over that in this next segment, uh, 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 how to play against them, not necessarily beat them because we'll have some bad matchups, right? Uh, there are just some teams that just lose to other teams. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's either so, by uh, really high stats or by a bad map or just straight up a bad matchup. So do we want to move on to what other what other teams uh, I think are, are hard to play or someone else's? Uh, yes, I, I would like to uh, talk about another hard team to play. It's not a specific team, but more uh, it's uh, unthink. I think unthink teams are hard to play. Uh, and uh, like y'all are saying, we're not trying to discourage people. Uh, I'm not saying, uh, like, these are these teams that uh, we're talking about that are hard to play for me. They are the funnest to play. Uh, just because it's hard to play doesn't mean it's not fun. Uh, like, uh, I love playing recruiter and Coco and Wyman. And I were renewing my love for playing unbeaten teams. Uh, yeah. But I think they're hard to play because you are going second and uh, you have to almost adjust every game uh, how to approach it, the opposing player. Uh, now you can get familiar with what uh, teams are being played, but you know, every player plays the team a little bit differently. Uh, and your team has to be able to be like a Swiss Army knife. In a sense, as a as an unthemed team, I'm taking them to for this team, this team, this team. Uh, you know, being prepared for any situation on any given map because most likely you aren't going to win map. Uh, but for me, that's also a bonus uh, that I'm just expecting to lose map. I agree, I agree with what you're saying. Um, it's definitely difficult to find that right balance of uh, an unthemed team because, like you said, you're almost guaranteed to go second a lot of the times so you have to have instead of kind of a more aggressive type of thing you kind of want to have more of a clap back type of team of okay i took your hit now i'm coming at you with mine this is this is what i got you know i'm just hitting you with everything while also maintaining a level of defense and yeah just keeping that strong uh for people that aren't jackson's age Clapback is a slang for a counter. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I, I call it a counter team, but uh, a clapback team is also a good use uh, for them. Uh, but, uh, Paul, you oh, are... I, I, I don't, I didn't, I... Huh, that's, that's interesting. I, I don't consider those hard to play, but I have been... I have also been playing a ton of unthemed recently, so it might be a, uh, um, might be a, a, a case of I'm just 
essentially practiced it a lot recently. So well, yeah, I think I, it's a sense in more of uh, it's harder to build than mm -hmm. harder to play um, because you want, again, you want to find that perfect balance of what you want to play plus the defense and ways to get there. So it's it's definitely going to be a challenge to build. Uh, uh, since we're talking about uh, unseen teams, uh, you know, prepping for worlds, I have a team for you guys that I built uh, that was inspired by TJ Brazilla that played in the UK Nationals. He uh, won a fellowship in the Scott Porter Tournament last year in 2021, and he got to design his own figure. Uh, sculpt and I came in second place for that tournament and my prizing was I got to design my own figure sculpt and uh, these figures that TJ, I and another person, Kyle Mitten, uh, we are allowed to play these figures on any uh, switch clicks and so uh, I built a team uh, with a switch click on the team to be able to play my own figure. And it's unthinked. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's pretty fun, but it's not finalized yet, but this is something I'd like to try to play for Worlds. Uh, it's uh, Peeper, uh, Madam Jasper's uh, Lockjaw, the uh, Legacy Lockjaw, uh, the Super Rare Flash, uh, Chip, the deep cuts then, which is what I want to put my figure on. Molecule Man, because if you're playing on Doomed, it's almost required. Uh, we have uh, two maggots and a uh, Marvella on the team. And then I have an assortment of uh, tarot cards. I don't remember what they all do, but when I went through them, I was like, yep, this seems good. And I just moved on to, to the next uh, required card. Uh, Ace of Cups. High Priestess, Nine of Pentacles, Queen of Swords, and Nine of Wands. I don't remember what those do. One of them had something to do with Empower. And I have three Empowers on the team, so that seemed good. Uh, but the, the Lockjaw on the team uh, can carry uh, Chip, the Thing, and the two Maggots, and it has full map reach. And so does the Flash copying the Green Lantern team ability and carrying over the rest of the squad. Uh, with Peeper getting plus two speed, and uh, Magic Jasper is perplexing up the flash speed, who can then charge 20 across the map. Uh, and then just do what the team does makes four attacks one, two, three, and then the fourth attack would be by the, the mitt that Chip makes. <laughs> uh, I love fun. seeing the mitt attack. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, 10 for one, it's not nothing, but it's. I unfortunately can't get modified, or I would totally just hit uh, for a plus three damage because of other three empowers. Oh, uh, is it be modified by another character? Yeah. Uh, so you, but, you could pick up an object. Yeah, I could pick up an object. Yeah. So I'll just yep. place my light objects in the starting area, um, which is what something I usually do against uh, barrier teams is I'll place my objects in your starting area uh, to help mitigate some of the barrier of where I want to place. That's another thing I like about this team, going second. If I know I get to go second, uh, after you place your team, and I place my team, 
I can place my objects where the routine is going to be set up. A lot of people forget that uh, order of uh, interactions, but uh, oftentimes I'll see players uh, just place both teams and their objects all at the same time. You know, no, I want to see where you're getting set up because I am going to stop you from uh, barriering up because I'm coming for you. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about the Do you hate it? Do you like it? I like it. Um, it's definitely a very fun, you know, drop off uh, pog team. You got a lot of um, pretty good moving parts of just, you know, you got the double poison that are hitting for four. You got the myth that's hitting up. Um, you got just generally hard to hit uh, figures. Um, I, I think it can definitely do well. Um, I think one thing about it is not necessarily wait to play it, but uh, it's going to get quite a lot better. Um, a few sets later, I think, in the uh, Batman set, because I know we're getting the uh, other constructs. So all of a sudden, instead of a <laughs> mitt, Chip is just dropping a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think it's a very fun team that is just going to get better. Yeah. Uh, I have invested in getting three chips uh, just for that uh, purpose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like a lot of fun to drop three chainsaws. Yeah. My only gripe about chainsaws is they're one of the few constructs that aren't autonomous, but it does make sense. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah that would be, do 12 damage. That would be absolutely... uh, 14 yeah, damage yeah. if you crit twice. L little, it might be a little broken, just a, just a smidge. Uh, no, back in the day, uh, we, uh, a local shop that I went to said that you could not use Flurry and Blaze together uh, because that would be too broken. Uh, here, which would never allow that. And I was like, uh, pretty sure that's how it's supposed to work. But, you know, you, you try not to argue with the judge. Yeah. Uh, there, there are times when someone just got, they lost something, and now they're like, oh, this is broken. Let's ban it. <laughs> Right. When you're like, huh, why is War Machine banned here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the, what I like about this team also is that it's a, a drop-off team, and I should win for the most part by like turn three or four, or I should just lose by turn three or four. <laughs> Uh, and when we're going to a world or a big tournament where you expect to go, I don't know, six to nine rounds, uh, mm -hmm. I I want to play a team that does not require too much brain power. Sometimes, uh, you know, this team does not require a lot of brain power. I just move over, yeah. I make my attacks, and then you attack me, and then I make my attacks, and then I run or I loot. You get in their face, you punch them, and then you say, punch me back. I love it. So I've been playing a lot of unthemed dropship teams, um, and I, and a lot of unthemed teams in general. They have been testing very well. It it, it gets right up in Thanos' face. Um, Thanos and Sakarian Iron, a lot of Sakarian Iron Man teams, not all of them, are kind of, they're kind of TK yo-yo teams. They're kind of like, uh, you know, attacking... From, from long range with like a ridiculous hypersonic or ridiculous uh, 
TK up and then mind control from 10 away or whatever. Um, and if you just get in their face and like immobilize a, uh, a Thanos, which this team can do because it has Jim Jaspers and the Lockjaw, <laughs> you uh, power action to give Lockjaw the, uh, the lasso of truth, you move up all the way and then you intentionally miss Thanos <laughs> and then he's yeah. mobile. Yeah, that uh, actually fucks down Lockjaw's attack by one, just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, say that, so you just roll back-to-back crits. Uh, uh, so... I mean, immobilizing Sakari and Iron Man's also really effective. <laughs> really, really effective. Um, or, you could also or just, or whoever. on the alpha, just give, like, Flash the Muramasa Blade. Um, it's obviously a huge gamble, but if you hit that one through three, Thanos is just dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then I make uh, my attack with the net, I make my attack with the, the bogs. Uh, Both the bogs are poisoning. Yeah, hitting for four each, that's just 12 damage by itself. Get him down to toughness and stuff because your attacks, yeah. Yeah. It's just dead. Then he can't use willpower or regen the next turn. Nope. That, that kept coming up. We're like, I'll roll for regen, or I'll roll, roll for willpower. Uh, that's a defensive power, sir. Yep, that has come up in testing, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Awesome. I think the uh, the newest thing, kind of, this is a side thing with Thanos, is just you're gonna be they're just gonna be running so much barrier and body blocking because it's this is the first time in a while that most teams are just gonna have access to a way to be able to kill him. So I'm interested to see where this all goes. Uh, so uh, we talked about what you guys should do to prepare for hard teams uh hard teams to play uh so let's talk about what teams to play for worlds uh this is something i'm going to try to play for worlds i i'm still on the fence i'm changing my team every day so this is not 100 percent. i'm going to play it I actually see i actually have to see how it works before i, I commit to it uh but uh do you guys have teams that you are uh close to working on or close to finalizing or are you still uh, uh, are you still uh, in the rough draft phase of trying teams out? Uh, we'll start with Jackson. Um, so I know what I'm playing for Worlds. I'm almost, unless something like new comes out and it's somehow legal, um, I'm almost definitely probably going to play an X-Men swap. That's a team I personally just enjoy a lot. I have a lot of fun with. And uh, after Exosaurus, it gets quite a lot of buffs um the main problem with a team like that though is i'm constantly just changing starting force i'm changing the sideline i'm trying different swaps i'm trying to just figure out like do i want to what prime do i want to play what attackers do i want how do i want to do this what objects so right now a rough draft of the team um is gonna include obviously the swap professor x um 25 points, uh, Magneto Rare from uh, House of X. Um, probably Venom Magneto, Kate Pride, then Chase Apocalypse, uh, Peeper, and either Jubilee or another 50-pointer. Uh, I'm debating if I want to do, like, uh, Honey Badger to just get a free pog. And then uh, the Cloak of Levitation. Um, and then, yeah, my sideline... Um, is mainly just like Mimic, Iceman, uh, Hope Summers, Mora McTaggart, 
the uh, Super Deadpool, the Legacy Card Magneto, um, uh, Multiple Man, and a few spots I'm still working on. I'm debating if I want to add uh, Chase Beast for Outwit, Venom Wolverine. Um, I've even been testing things like the uh, Super Rare Monarch, um, and he's been doing pretty well. So it's just it's a lot of different options. Um, and it's so far been going very well, but it's just there's so many different things to try that I just can't concretely say exactly what I'm playing. Uh, and we most likely will have one accessories uh, available yeah. for worlds, and we don't know what's going to be on that. So yeah, exactly. that's understandable to to not commit. Uh, but it should be if you're preparing enough with this thing should have a good idea of what you can drop in and what you want to keep maybe uh or maybe it just becomes even harder with whatever comes out <laughs> yeah uh what about you paul uh do you have an idea what team or teams uh you might play for worlds so i have been i've been building all kinds of teams and i i think i've narrowed i've eliminated a lot of options um uh but the the I mean, one of the ones that i'm just so so okay here's the thing i've i've been playing a lot on the black broadcast team i've been doing a lot in the gauntlet um just practicing at home and practicing online um i've just started now to uh to work to practice tarot cards and add those into the mix and I'm seeing if that changes anything, but right now I just think that the best team, the 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 really easy team out there is Thanos, Jim Jaspers, Collector, Molecule Man, and Sensor Cosmic. That there, I think those are are four of the top ten pieces in Modern. They all theme together on Cosmic, and then you just round it out with a Star Sapphire, rare, twenty-five points, and a dark hold. Um, the the reason why you're doing a dark hold is because you want you. I I found that you really want to have Jim Jaspers have a additional equipment that he can uh, cycle through mm-hmm. um, when he's you know for his for his for his swap power. I, I just I it has a lot of um, pick a power like effects because you're. Because Madrim Jaspers is giving whatever equipment that's like a pick a power, and Thanos has a pick a power, and that adapts really, really well to uh, to the um, tarot cards. Uh, if the plasticity one comes in, and it's like, uh, what is what is the plasticity one? It's like you can move half. Uh, your characters speed. can't use improved movement abilities, and if they have yeah. plasticity, they have a free half speed move. Right, it's uh, free play six. Is it place? I thought it was. I thought it was move uh, half your speed. Oh, it's move uh, half your speed. Um, I think yeah, you have it's, to use stealth. Either way, it's six for Thanos. Um, yeah, it's characters that can use plasticity have free move at half speed. Is the exact okay. wording. Right. Thinking just, about the stuff. Uh, that has been testing. Yeah. So it, not only has it been testing well, it is so fun to play, because there's all these like, it's 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 fairly simple in what it's doing, but also like it has a huge um, like. There's just there's just random if you see that come into play, 
suddenly your your carnage symbiote that you put on on thanos can move in six squares <laughs> and in, and turns off improved movement and um you know sometimes they'll they'll have like a a venom magneto that you can kill and then heal three clicks off of that because he has the codex so, yep <laughs> so you're really adapting to whatever the situation is and uh, surfboard thanos is stupid Surfboard Wait a second. Are we trying to make surfboard a thing? Oh god. Surfboard has been surfboard is definitely a thing after Jim. Yes. It is surfboard it was already a good object. But, it was good, it was yeah. hard to do. It was good, you just never wanted to use it, but now with Jim was just a free action to give oh. someone hypersonic, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Dude, Thanos with a surfboard is twelve movement. And shoots for uh for uh, so, yeah twelve movement and shoots for five squares. If you perplex his range up once, it's gonna be so like people were like, oh cool, I got my modifier. And I'm like cool, surfboard Thanos plus one to damage, six uh six power gem. Suddenly he's fourteen for five, and he kills who has the mod modifier on him. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> just kills the maggot that has the modifier. And it's like, you okay, think, cool. You think I won't give that surfboard to Malcolm Man to hypersonic triple target in cap? I'll do it. <laughs> I will do it. I'll do I it. will I'm do crazy. it. Yeah, it, uh, I, so that's that's what I love. I love Jim Jaspers because he makes these, like, these objects you never saw. How long has it been since we saw a golden armor come into play? Yep. <laughs> But when it, you can when you can pick and choose when to use it, it is great. I have been waiting so long for to try to find the right team to play one of my favorite objects, All Black the Necro Sword on, and then Jim came it, out and just made it so easy. Right. Yeah. It's just it's it's one of those objects you've probably never seen in a game, but if you do, you are terrified because that thing just like it'll. You just kill a Scarlet Witch. Like, there's a flurry all black. She's dead. There's no defense. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and there... Yeah. That, that is... That's pretty awesome. Yep. Um, so that's one of my teams. And then another team that just... I, I am... I'm surprised at how well it keeps doing is just Unthemed Dropship. It just... It just keeps winning. Um, and... It keeps doing well, uh, and it's it's unthemed dropship with like basically a Sakarian Iron Man ride along. It's kind of like clearing the way for Sakarian to just come up with hypersonic because he kind of doesn't need to be carried. He can just pick hypersonic his second turn, and and uh, you know, usually invisible woman is is moving someone away. Um, to the point where he can he can get his attack off along with the alpha strike because he's just that fast. Uh, yep. You know, I I don't know how I feel about the golden armor and Sakai and Iron Man having those two together and swap, swapping back and forth between that and the cloak. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. So you can't do that because one is five points and one is ten points. Okay, yeah. so they can all be swapped once. Right, right. So that, so unfortunately, you can't do that. Yeah, um, you can't. You can downgrade to a cloak, but you can never go back up to a modifier. Okay. Uh, so I mean that 
why aren't we seeing the golden armor? Well, I, I know why we aren't. Uh, because you couldn't uh, pick up an object twice. Uh, but yeah, golden armor on hemp seems pretty good. I don't like it. Yes. Yeah, That's and what like, I'm doing with this team. <laughs> and, and Thanos is already stupidly annoying to kill. Now he just has golden armor to say, okay, you rolled a three on Muramasa, I'm still taking one. Or Thanos is now just has the time platform. It's like, cool, I ran at you, you hit me once. Now I'm back between my 15 squares of barrier. Like, Or you're, you're giving extra protection to your collector. Because now he can carry people because he has flying. And also has invulnerability. Uh, yep. Now I can't just poison the asshole anymore. Right. So they it was it was usually like give uh give collector the and collector has like a pretty good speed, isn't it? Like twelve or ten? I think he's so like a he, twelve phasing, I think. Yeah. So he was. I was giving him the the uh the the golden armor, having him carry molecule man to get in position, and then hypersonic with Thanos, and it's like, oh, okay, and uh. Yeah. And then Jim Jaspers walks up a little in barriers for the for the collector and the molecule man. <laughs> uh, I kind of yeah. want to put the Wonder Woman bracelets on my team. Just give it to one of the maggots and then have Flash wildcard the Wonder Woman TA. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep it's... Yeah. yeah, the sideline is now a thing again with uh, Matt Jim Jaspers. Uh, it's just now, but with uh, with Matthew Jasper's, does this help? You think um, bring unthemed teams back to a more equal footing to the amount of play that theme team is getting, or do you think just it's a small uptick? I think it's a big uptick. Um, you're still have the facet of you're almost always going second. Like it's everyone knows if, if you go first, you're at a major advantage already. But now you're, first off, guaranteed to get items that you normally might never play just because you don't want to equip them or they're destructible. Um, now you have access to that. And on top of that, you just have access to so much more, you know, defense. You can give a rollout to anybody. You can give a damage reducer to anybody. You can just make sure that you're living through this alpha and you're just hitting back. Yeah, he's so No, I don't. I don't think it, it causes an uptick in unthemed just because people don't like to play unthemed. I don't think it has yep. anything to do with how good it is. I think people just, like, you, you can't factor that in of people want to be the ones going first and, and setting the pace. And, and you said at the beginning that you thought that unthemed teams were some of the harder teams to play because yeah. you don't get it. You don't have control of the map. You don't have, you know, like, you, you, you don't, you, you, you can't set the pace the same way that you can with the uh, that. So whether it's good and whether there's an uptick in play are two different questions in my mind, and I okay. don't think it, it causes an uptick. Yeah. Uh, but he does have two, two, well, technically three good keywords. Uh, cosmic, mystical, and ruler. He also has politician, but that's not good enough right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but cosmic is best one, arguably, uh, for Matt Jim Jaspers, just because of the, how well Thanos and the team that you just listed. Uh, uh, I like Ruler, because he's a Spider-Man family. Uh, yeah. Mystical is the one that seems to be uh, on the downtrend, downward trend right now. 
I don't know if he fits on a metal tank. I mean, I'm sure you can just fit him anywhere. But uh, off the top of my head, I don't know if this is the right way to play a mystical, uh, to make a mystical thing. Uh, I think, I think uh, he's, I think he's great on mystical. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Unthink is better than mystical. It's more than not that mystical isn't bad. It's just that if I had to rank it, we would go cosmic, unthink, uh, ruler, unthinked, mystical, um, where he fits the best. My man says politician too. Politician is at the bottom. It's it's not even below all that. It's like so forgettable. That... <laughs> no, I, I I agree. You might want to. He's definitely going to see a lot of unthemed and then cosmic and earlier play. But mystical, you got a lot of great options to play him on. I mean, um, sure you might not have recruiter anymore, but you still have uh, you have the new Chase Merlin, who I see is I think are is going to see a lot of play. Um, you still got you don't have recruiter anymore. No, I mean you have it. It's just you might not want to do it as often without, oh. like, say, Wendigos. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Like it, it's still an option, and you can totally go for it. It's just not as easy of a play now. You know, I'm, I'm looking through all the the politicians, and there are still some playable politicians. You have Spider Man seventeen seventy six. Uh, Scott Porter, <laughs> uh, Chase A, the Retail Magneto from House of X, yeah, Susan, Queen of Atlantis. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, is that the Swamp Wonder Woman? 59A? Is yeah, that's sort of Athena one. Uh, no, that's not a Swamp though. Uh, oh, like an items, not 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 the shifting focus. She's an item swap. Yeah, okay. then, yeah. Uh, and then you have the nope, that's it. Oh, you have nope, nope, that's it. Well, you have Abigail Brown, but that doesn't really work with us. She's better on X Men than politician. Yeah. Uh, although I am intrigued by Lady Roma, but I don't know if you want to build. That I think I think she goes on a very specific team. If Lady Roma was just she just had a second point line. Wow, this figure. Okay, so yeah, right. So um, the the traits that she has are freaking awesome and and fun. Uh, it feels like she needs to win map though, and uh, feels like she needs yeah. to win map. Yeah. And she and as a sixty-five point character, that's not great. And her her pop dials not not the the powers you want to see. It's every power you don't want to see on a top dial figure. Yeah. It's phasing smoke cloud ESD, which is her best, and then support. Right. And not yeah. even high attack support. Yeah, I hate seeing phasing in someone that can't fly. Right. So it feels. Why does like... that? Ah, uh, because uh, phasing. Uh... Uh, you want you want to be able to fly. You want to be able to carry. Uh, oh and, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, because the phasing is such a great movement power that you want to be able to carry whoever you're taking with you. And, uh, if you get stuck on indoor map, then uh, flying doesn't really matter because you can just move through the walls while carrying somebody. Yeah, if her dial was reversed, it would be great. If she just had a, like a 35-point dial starting on click four, I would be in love with this figure. 
Yeah, she's an interesting character. Uh, but like, if if I if it, you know in the drunken dare format, where you're like, uh, uh you have to play Ro Lady Roma, you're not you're not feeling bad. You're like, yeah, I can no. I can go to this tournament and play Lady Roma, no problem. She's got a leadership. She's got perplex. She's an interesting mix of like Faust and Harry Leland, with yeah. just like aspects of each of them. But like the combined cost of both of them, <laughs> uh, I think she's she's fine. I think she's uh, I think there's something there. Uh, she has good keywords. She has good range. Uh, so uh, it's just uh, she's map dependent. Uh, so yeah. if you want to get the bonuses, she's map dependent. Uh, but if having... she had a swap keyword, she'd be great. Uh, but ruler, I think, is her best keyword because. She goes with Spider-Man Clam. Uh, but yep. Mr. Mystical, there was something there, but I don't think uh, I don't think your team count is high enough to do what you want uh, every game with her. But having improved targeting characters with uh, seven rings, like bumped up to ten, uh, her three damage is pretty good. Uh, the ten attack is blah, but you can also yeah, support that. Yeah, good, but with a ten attack, that's not guaranteed at all. Well, but with 10 range, you know, it's just a free shot, right? Pretty much. Uh, 10 scores away. 10 scores away? Well, yeah, you bump up your range from 7 to 10. Uh, playing shield or perplexing up your range to 10. And if you happen to, to happen to actually win map, you just play with her with uh, some PD figures. Uh, like the rookie. Uh, and then that that ten attack isn't so bad. Uh, if you play with a collector, uh, that becomes a, a practically a twelve attack. Yeah, and she's got a room perplex, so that can easily become a thirteen. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm a drunken dare, I I'm I'm which is a format now. I you know there's a format I've decided. Uh, you probably like play her with Jim Jaspers and give her like any equipment because her base is, is her base is solid, and then mm -hmm. her just her top powers are not good. Yeah. Targeting elevated characters, yeah, you love to see that. Leadership and shape change, you love to see that. Yeah, it's just uh, it's not her dial is backward. She needs to start that 12 attack for her points, 65 points. She needs to start that 12 attack, not the back half. Uh, I actually would have preferred the 12 attack with the support uh, than the 10 attack with support. Uh, because yes, But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, moving off topic here, we're uh, talking about what teams are to play for Worlds. Uh, so we talked about teams that we're going to play or might play. Uh, what are teams that other people should be playing? Like, uh, what teams should we be, be being, what teams should we prepare to play against at Worlds? Uh, what are we, what are we doing to prepare for Worlds? Uh, we'll go with Paul on this one. Paul, what are you doing to prepare for Worlds? I heard earlier you mentioned something called the Gauntlet. Uh, I'm assuming that's where you just play against a bunch of the uh, the established teams is, is that right or am I off base there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm practicing a bunch of the. Uh, I'm just practicing grinding online, playing as much. Um, 
you know, like if you have a good idea, if you think you have a good idea of what, uh, what the what the Jim Jasper changes are going to be or whatever, you you practice it against the established things. Are, are you asking what I think is the established meta right now? Yeah, like uh, if you if, what are you building against? Because that's that's how you sh- that's how you should be building. I think not just what 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 team wants to do, because I mean that's the first step of team building in my opinion. What do you want your team to do? And then we'll actually work against the teams that are out there uh, that uh, right. that you start seeing a lot of play, like Thanos. You should have a plan against Thanos. You should have a plan against X Men, even though it's on the uh, slide down tech. But you're gonna see a lot of it at Worlds. So, uh, I bet about a hundred percent. You're gonna see. Four, uh, I'm I'm willing to bet forty percent of the teams will be uh, will have X Men. I disagree. Whoa. I I think it's definitely a team that's gonna see a big uptick in play. But it's also a team that deters so many players, which is how complex it is, and it's just it's a swap team. Like we've already we already well, seen now well, I mean, with like that fantastic swap, uh, or, uh, But I mean, just having X Men on the team. Uh, yeah. Just having a X Men on the team. Yeah, I think you gotta see. Just uh, have a Hope Summers. Yeah, I, hope I feel like if you're playing X Men and you're not playing swap, you're probably doing something wrong. Well, I mean, Hope Summers can go on Avengers Swap. Yeah. That's completely fine. She's a great figure. Mm-hmm. Having two pick fire teams on Avengers just sounds not fair. 100%. Uh, but uh, with uh, Fantastic Four, that's a little hard team to play with. So that might not be such a thing, but it is a tough team to beat. So uh, you. Uh, I know I know at least two players that will most likely play Fantastic Four. Maybe four players uh, that will play Fanta- Fantastic Four as well. Uh, you know, they're really good players. So I don't want to just straight out lose 300 to zero against that team just because I wasn't prepared for it. Uh, so yep. uh, if you don't know where to work for teams, uh, Check out my uh, my Facebook page, Broadcast Show. Uh, I post uh, the top four teams uh, that placed uh, on my page for everybody to see. And if you would like to join my Discord, you can ask the players that participated. Uh, or you can subscribe to my Patreon and you can go to the Patreon channel and look at all the builds that have been played. And I, I just post on there. Uh, but uh, the top four is usually get on the table what to actually prepare for. Uh, you have Trisafa and Paul with their unthemed good stuff teams. Or I like to call them uh, uh, unthemed junk. And the... Collector Jank. What's that? Collector Jank, yay! Collector Jank, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love Jank. I think Jank is uh, some of the funnest stuff that you can play and just uh, see if you can make it work. Um, and... Uh, Jackson is right. Uh, X Men swap will probably see some play, uh, but you should know how to play it against X Men swap. And uh, scientist, I have a feeling that scientist, the one that the PJ is playing, uh, people like to uh, just go into worlds or a big tournament and just play teams that are already established. Uh, 
uh, that are running. And PJ Scientist team is kind of an easy team to pilot in a sense. Uh, if you know what you're doing, uh, it's easy enough, I think, that just move around Prime Wizard and now you can see through everything. Yeah. And then you just PD down this and perplex that and then shoot for six and shoot for six and shoot for six. I really like that team. Um, it's like you said, it's pretty, you can learn it pretty well. And uh, I've played with it and fought against it. Um, the only thing about that team that I dislike is uh, if you have just like, I don't know, energy explosion or quake or whatever, and you just hit the eight or nine you need, it kind of just dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, he definitely does not want that. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's something that uh, Pichet himself has often said, that uh, people will roll those nines and tens against your yeah. teams. So and then just we're pretty, we're pretty sure that Apocalypse is, is coming, is going to be legal for in time for Worlds, right? The, um, which I apocalypse? don't know. The uh, grand prize. No, that's, that's not going to be legal until October. And even if he was, um, as good as he is, I don't think he... I don't want to say not playable, but he definitely... He'd do well against a lot of teams, but he just has so many auto-loss matchups that I don't think he's viable in, like, yeah, a big a tournament. He's not a... He's not a it, oh, there are people that play gatekeepers, for sure, even though they know... Yeah. There, there's, I, they, there are people that have that mentality of, like, I'm just going to play this 300-point apocalypse... And, and, I'm gonna and I love him. Dude, I love this figure. I am 100% one of those people. I am playing this figure in a lot of broadcast events, 100%. Uh, he's going to be great. Well, yeah, um, my, but... uh, my go-to team, if I don't have a team ready and I have to actually play in the tournament instead of, instead of just watching and judging, I play God Emperor Doom. I lose almost all the time, but I just have a piece that I, I need to play because yeah. I don't have a team ready. Uh, when after Worlds, he'll be legal for my tournaments because there's nothing else going on. Yep. Uh, and you kind of see that team a lot by me just because it's an easy figure to play at 300 points. That too. He's he's great at 300, but he's also just... Might even be borderline broken at 35 on X-Men teams. He's just sitting yeah. there. Even in his entire team now just has rollouts. He's an amazing attacker. He's a leadership... He's incredibly hard to kill. Um, he opens up a lot of new ways to play. Like he's just, oof, I'm I'm excited for this figure. I think I might need to get two, and that's hard to say because I think he'll be a two hundred dollar figure, maybe one hundred and fifty. Yeah, he's gonna be a very expensive figure. He's he's meta. He's fantastic. He's fun, and he's a very hard figure to get. So he's definitely probably gonna like. I, I could see him being like 200, 250 when he first comes out and then dropping and staying at the 120 to 150 range. Uh, and there's also a popular title character. Not title as yep. the characters, but title as um, uh, Marvel. Uh, yep, he's, he is fantastic. So yeah. We mentioned a lot of teams. If there's like five teams you're adding to the gauntlet, just an arbitrary number, but what what are like the five teams you're put playing against? Okay, yeah, I think that might be easier uh, for for the listeners. Actually, so if I had to pick five teams that uh, I would just like to be prepared for, uh, a Thanos team, 
Fantastic what, Four. What Thanos team? What type of Thanos team? Uh, I don't think it really matters, right? I do think it matters. Yeah, okay. it, I think I think after X of Swords, it very much matters. There's a, there, uh, yeah, the Jasper's Thanos team, I think, is the way to go. The one that I'm Jasper's Molecule Man Thanos is just should be your dead set from now on for like basically forever. <laughs> That's... Oh, yeah, because that, that's what? Six free beer right there? Five, but yeah. Oh, yeah, five. five. And then, then double cosmic energy alternating each turn. Like, it's it's very yeah. easy. So, nine barrier every turn. Unless they roll badly, so you... No, it's still, it would still be every nope, turn because nope. you just rest. Just every turn. Yeah. yeah. You just rest one, so you're guaranteed nine barrier every turn. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Thanos could just yo-yo back and forth. And... That's awful. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll prepare against two Thanos teams. Uh, 2A and 2B. Uh, the the J. Solomon Cosmic Thanos team with uh, Star Sapphire, uh, Sprite, uh, Collector. But this is pretty much the same. Other yeah, than it's, just... yeah, it's pretty much the same, except he gets more. You're swapping, more you're swapping Sprite for Jim Jaspers. That's, yeah. It's the same right. team. And then I was I was I was having the dark hold instead of uh, I don't remember what he has, but uh, he had the map bonus on his, I believe. Map bonus on the yeah, cloak. The map bonus on the... That's right. also really good. Yeah, map bonus on the cloak on that. Yeah, but but with with Jasper's, I feel like you want a ten point, another ten point object. Yeah. Oh, you do. You want two figures to choose swap between. That's like uh... maximizing his value. Because then you can start doing red wing tricks and red wing hits for two with precision strike on this team. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Fantastic Four, Thanos, Thanos, that counts as two. That counts as one. Uh, I will try to practice against X Men uh, just to have a base idea of what to play against them. And uh, for my 15, uh, it would be. The celebrity uh, Spider-Man family uh, team, which is usually Sakai and Iron Man, Scarlet Witch, uh, with uh, um, Marvella and um, Miles Miles West. Is that right? No, that's all. Uh, that's... Uh, no, that, I, think that, I think that is. There's a, there's a whole bunch of different... Yeah, but, you, yeah. Can, you can just say Spider-Man family, and then it's Sakai and Iron Man and whatever else you want. Yeah, but Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Iron Man. I think uh, those two together, uh, that's 130, 140 points with the, the Marvella. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, the base of the team, just like the Thanos team. Uh, that's why yeah. I just said Thanos. Uh, with uh, with uh, the celebrity team, it's just those two together. Uh, with those three together, Marvella, uh, Scarlet Iron Man, and Scarlet Witch. Uh, those are the five teams that I would put for it. Uh, what about you two? What were the five teams that you put for? Um, if I had to do five, so one definitely X Men. Um, again, it's going to be a little hard to get a lot of good practice in because they're going to be so different every time. But once you get the basis of what the swaps are, uh, they should be pretty good practice against. Uh, again, obviously Thanos. Thanos even after his errata is not going anywhere. He's still very good. Um, he is a very defensive pick. I know a lot of defensive players uh, love him and will continue playing him probably till he retires and then in silver after that. But uh, you have to just definitely have an idea of what you have to do against uh, his point denial. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say Fantastic Four. Uh, it's a really good team. We just saw it win another event. And it's just one that's not being played as much as it should. But I definitely think we're going to see an uptick in play against it. So it's good to get a uh, reference against that. And a kind of a, I guess a more niche thing that um, you should definitely keep in mind is uh, basically any team that is running the new Chase Merlin. Um, because there are so many, just so many times when you can just see that figure on the board. And if you don't have a plan, you're, it's just game over. Like you, you, most players don't even realize how many free actions they take on a turn. It can be 10 plus a lot of the times. And if you're completely limited on what you're doing, you could just have no way to attack or no way to get into position and it can definitely uh, hurt you a lot. Um, then on top of that, probably yeah, I'd say um, just Celebrity, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, whatever. Those three teams kind of all merge together. You can play any you know, combo of those that you'd like. Um, and another kind of... You don't really have to worry about this right now, but I'm pretty sure... Is Avengers Forever going to be legal for Worlds? I don't think so. No, that doesn't come out no, October. No, it doesn't. Never mind then. Um, but yeah, you probably. I think. I think that's five. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are pretty much have everything that's going to be legal for Worlds, right? Yeah, or we don't have uh, we one access to Worlds out yet. That is the only thing that could be us, and that's again, well, that could over. either be a make or break of X Men's now even crazier, or we get one or two things. Uh, yeah, because uh, the release date, the tentative release date, is August 24th. And if you don't know, uh, when it comes to LE exclusive stuff or uh, event stuff, that, that doesn't become legal until the beginning of the next month, which would be September uh, 7th. So, right. yeah. Uh, A week before Worlds. Yeah, and, and so it'll be legal for Worlds. Yeah, we're getting swords. I think we're getting five more swords in just month one, because I know there's like there's like 22 in total. We have 11 in the main set. I think in the first wave, we're getting anywhere between three and five. I could be wrong about that. Um, so we're definitely getting more swords. It just makes Jim even more unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we just, we just don't know what X-Men's getting. Yeah, we're going to get uh, another 10 or 12 tower cards, five swords, mm-hmm. and I think we're getting another 10 figures uh, from mm-hmm. for month one. We don't I don't. Get... I think it's more than 10, because they're well, like full-on four booster sets. Well, it, it's a, well it, there's uh, three different sets that they're... Uh, well, it's, it's pretty much like three different sets that they're spreading out. They're using the base curve for the set from X of Swords, and they're using that for the, the storyline set, uh, from what I understand. Oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, um, uh, could be. I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's the super rares and higher, from what I heard, that will be different. Uh, or sprinkle sprinkle that differently. Uh, well, wow. I, I'm hoping there's not chases in that set, because wow, are those going to be expensive, no matter what they do. <laughs> There will be chases. Uh, well, no, they didn't do chases for fear itself, but they did do chases for for life. 
Uh, yeah, I and we saw them go up to like 400 bucks. Yeah, I don't miss those days. Uh, but well, they were 400 bucks because it happened uh, right before Worlds. And that's that's why uh, uh, for anyone that's listening up there, do not buy Heroclix before Nationals or Worlds unless you're going to Nationals or Worlds. Uh, you can win, and it'll be there. And it'll drop at half its value just weeks after after Worlds happens. Uh, the the Mad Gem Jaspers might actually go up in value, but for the most part, everything else that uh, didn't win Worlds or Nationals will should drop drastically. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we don't, we don't know exactly. What's going on with uh, Month 1 Exosoids? Um, but we'll find out in about two weeks. Uh, well, we will find out a little bit over this next weekend because uh, tomorrow at Gen Con, US Nationals, they're going to be playing uh, uh, Battle Royal at four Exosoids uh, yep. at, the, at, the, at that location. And we're going to get uh, an inside to what will be on some of the boosters for month one, two, and three, I think. They might just do month one boosters, but I mean, that would kind of suck. They, I think a photo was shown today. They showed they had all three months. I don't know if they're doing like one tomorrow, then one Saturday. They might just be doing all three months tomorrow. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, but. We'll know, we'll know more as this weekend rolls out and try to get a little bit more information. Uh, and if you would like to know what's what's available, just go to AC Realms or Clicks Nexus, and all that should be up there by the end of next week, uh, August 12th. That sounds right. Yeah, 11th. Well, yeah. Well, I, I want to give a little bit extra time, just in case. Uh, yeah, either way. <laughs> Uh, so, really quickly for my for my goal. Yes. What, what um, is your? Goal? I think that it's very similar to what you got, you, you you two have said. It's a, I think you're, you, those that's very much on the right track. I think Jim Jaspers is going to have even more of an impact than than uh, than that because I think that that is the best thing to pair with Sakari and Iron Man for um, for uh, Spider Man family swap. So I think that like I, I think I I, I think. I would rather pair Jim Jaspers with Sakarian than even Scarlet Witch and Sakarian. Uh, or, I mean, I guess you could do them all both, but that seems to be a lot to do do all in the same team. Um, Definitely. So I I'm think... Heard... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm already looking into interactions that just Jim Jaspers on Iron Man, Spider-Man family teams are quite crazy once you factor in things like calling help from the Spider-Verse and dropping rune markers. It it gets very, very scary very fast with Jim. Or like Scarab. <laughs> Scarab exactly. then can use on that. Hey! Suddenly you're like, uh, you know, you can you can do your radioactive clay tricks and things like that, which you know, I love. Uh, um, I so I've been practicing with that version instead on my gauntlet because I think I, I think Jim Jasper is going to go wild. I think he's going to be a top three piece. Um, I think he's going to uh, change what you what you think to pair with Sakari and Iron Man and Thanos. I think he's that good. 
Agreed. Uh, um, I think that unthemed X Men, Thanos. In my in my Spider Man swap, I had done. Uh, um, it, it was it's 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 more going the Jim Jasper's route with either Scarab or with uh, Scarlet Witch because you just end up with it, but you <laughs> you're you're uh, you're not thinking of that first and foremost. Um, sorry, go on. Oh, I was gonna say uh, the all black necrosword on Scarab from Jim Jaspers uh, is something that I uh, want to try out uh, because with uh, Scarab he can use giants too through an object uh, and you can make close attacks with the uh, all black necrosword you know? and now you can actually do that one damage uh, all the time with him. Yeah. It's definitely an option if you just yeah. want to... It's it's a guaranteed just ping. And that stacks with uh, Scarab. If you give him the, the Necrosword, and then Scarab copies, uh, what do you call it, the radioactive clay from whoever, uh, yeah. now you can have Giant Reach as a close attack with mind control instead of range, and then they can't use Shape Change or Super Senses. Oh, so you're saying... Scarab gets the all black necrosword and like the random uh, um, human torch be- beside him gets the uh, radioactive clay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, he, I think uh, the Scarab should get the all black necrosword because uh, it gives him a lot of options to be able to switch out whenever he needs to if he no longer mm-hmm. it becomes viable to use the all black necrosword. Uh, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, just uh, off the top of my head, uh, Scarab, uh, Magic Jasper's uh, Sakai and Iron Man, so you can get an additional three objects. Uh, I think there's gonna, not going to be a lot of places where you can hide from range or close uh, from yeah. Scarab anymore. Yep. And hey, if you get that random tarot card that does uh, what your, your printed damage after resolutions when you use mind control... Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Scarab's a little bit more of a threat. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Thanos. Or Thanos, yeah. Or Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also that in-cap one, but in-cap's kind of... Usually... Nah. You're using the mind control one. Well, yeah, there's not really a lot of in-cap pieces with our high uh, damage, right? Nope. I mean, we have... Uh... We have Malakaman and Jim Jaspers with a really high attack triple target with it, just not damage. No, what I'm saying is that you can you can play Scarab and you can have both Lasso of Truth and um, Radioactive Play oh, on yeah. your sidelines. Oh, and yeah. you if you and you can have both of those cards in your deck, and you have a two out of five chance of getting them. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, and, and yes, I, I, I agree the in-cap more. one is worse, but the fact that you're getting two in your deck as opposed to one is... I I think the in-cap one is perfectly fine if you're playing Jim to just swap someone to the lasso with, with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, in-cap range of five, yeah. You know, the in-cap one can help elevate the terrible Spider-Man chase that's $100 for some reason. Oh my god, wait, yeah, yeah, so he can, he can use, Scarab can use the free in-cap attack. So he can do free in-cap and then costed in-cap. 
I don't think this does the lasso give you cast in cap. I'm pretty sure it just gives you in cap as free. Effect in cap range of four free. Make an attack using in cap. Yep. Okay. Give, uh, so so he can so no no no. This is totally fine. This is this is great. You yeah. Put that. Yeah yeah. That's that's totally fine. Uh, there's also Psycho Man uh, that could be played with that uh, tarot card. <laughs> that is a figure that has in cap. Yeah, it's not I mean, the worst. Or it's... you could triple target in cap with Molecule Man. It's only one target, isn't it? Probably. You think I won't hypersonic triple target in cap with Molecule Man with that tarot card? <laughs> with, uh, the uh, cosmic, the what's it called, surfboard equipped for Jim? Absolutely, I'll do it. that sounds great. I think I won't have Jim give himself the surfboard, and then like two turns later, hypersonic. I'll do it. Uh, you know, uh, you probably won't do it. It just won't win the tournament. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I love Scarab. Scarab's so fun. Yeah, I think I gotta look at Scarab again now. I'm very uh, glad Deadpool exists. Yeah, uh, Deadpool. Uh, that's the very useful counter. That is definitely something people need to, if they're gonna play, practice with a little. Because I keep seeing people try to use it as if it's smoke cloud. It's like your positioning makes it so you can't see that yeah. square to put the. He's a. You have to learn how to use him right, and then he becomes right. very effective. Right. Because people keep positioning wrong, and I'm like, uh, do you want to take that back? Do you want to take that? You're not going to be able to do that that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, what would the rest of your team is Paul? You listed three, I think, or was it just two and the third team? Oh, no. Um... So uh, yeah, I think I think X Men because it gets a bunch of new tools and those are fun to play with and it's just good on its own. Um, Thanos and uh, it's the the Thanos Jim Jaspers build I was, I was talking about. The celebrity swap uh, or not celebrity swap but um, Spider Man family swap and I, I think I think you just I think Jim Jaspers is good enough that you you alter the uh, um, the 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 Spider-Man family Zakarian builds to to account for him. I think you add those into the build. Yeah, I think it's better than even. Search. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, because I mean, people were playing Venom Magneto, but now they might just play Jim Jaspers instead. Now. Yeah, I, I think I think Venom Magneto, Jim Jaspers, just way better than Venom Magneto. Well, in oh, yes. wow. Yes, way I. Yes, way very different. I don't, I don't know if I can say better. They do completely different things, so I don't think they're comparable. But like, he changes the meta more than than Venom Magneto does. Agreed. But Venom Magneto is still one of the best figures in the game right now. Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. Like Magneto, why? Well, I, I was gonna say <sighs> Magneto could go on any team, but so can Jim Jaspers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not entirely true. Jump Jaspers can't go on teams that already have a prime or depend on a prime. Uh, right. I mean, or... they theme together, so just play them both. Yeah. Well, the other, other th yeah, right. <laughs> I can love you both. Um, also, Jim Jaspers has to watch his sideline space. He, he does want at least four equipments yeah. on the sideline. Yeah, that's... I, I think four. Uh, Preferably yeah. more. Yeah. How? Gosh, uh, yeah, that's that's a whole new yeah. sideline with Jim Jaspers. Uh, that's and then I think and, and, unthemed and with Jim Jaspers is really good. I think that that's yeah. that's on my gauntlet. 
And as a note to remember, uh, sideline space is game elements, not just characters. So yeah. objects will take up the space you need for swaps. Yeah, yeah. You only have exactly. nine. So you only have uh, nine in total. Well, at least you don't have to worry about using destroyer on the team. Uh, but I, I bet you, someone will show up with worlds with that team. <laughs> we haven't even talked about how just better destroyer gets because of Jim Jaspers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, the uptake of Jim Jas with uh, the play of Jim Jaspers, you're gonna see even more things of destroyer. And like, I think people might stop playing those. Uh, Primes just because they think it fits better, but uh, Destroyer is probably probably more necessary for your team now, uh, just because Agreed. of Jump Jaspers. Yeah, I, I could definitely see the the field narrowing down to those are your two primes that you pick from, and it's like, oh man, but I wanted to play Wrecker or Wizard Prime or I wanted to play Black Leopard, and you're just kind of like, ah, nah, just it's going to be one of those two. Yep. Which, I mean, sucks, but I think it's great that we actually have another choice now. Uh, I, I, I think unless you're playing X-Men, it just needs to be one of those two primes, unless you're like playing a, a specific strategy in mind. Yeah, like a drop-off team with Wrecker, or uh, the scientist team with uh, Wizard Prime. Yeah. Uh, like, you, your prime has to be able to do as much as those two figures would be for the team. If the next not... few primes that come out, like, they're either going to be on par with Destroyer and Jim Jaspers, or they're going to be just underneath it, and therefore unplayable because we have Destroyer and Jim Jaspers. <laughs> so, it's... I'm a little concerned about what future primes are going to do, because they're either going to be off the chain or just meh. Uh, it's all, it's always an arms race and a power creep when it comes to Heraclix. Yeah. Uh, it's usually like a small baby steps, and then there's this huge leap uh, into what that set or that figure uh, adds to the uh, to the meta or completely changes the meta. Uh, uh, because it's a new challenger has entered the room. Right. Uh, and, and Disney yep. Plus completely completely changed everything. It was, it was one of the most powerful sets made aside from like aside from like, you know, book of scrolls or whatever, like the, the, the ridiculous things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, as far as doing what it's supposed to do, like figures actually functioning the way they're supposed to, um it's it's one of the pow most powerful sets ever, I believe. So um, and then this which is uh, Jim Jaspers is up there. And it has enough. Um, tarot, card, tarot cards are going to change things. Tarot cards are going to change things. Agreed. Uh, I don't think they're going to change the meta. I think they'll add to the meta, not change it. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, because it's going to add teams that you normally wouldn't be able to play, but because of tarot, you're definitely going to be able to get some good hits with it. Okay, I can it see that. Changes what you want to play, though. Yeah, it makes it makes pick up power, powers better and it makes um it makes you really want to be more uh practiced with your team which is why i i wanted to bring up the the like the what are the hardest teams to play because i think it's an additional level of complexity 
I don't think it's going to be that complex once you once you get practice. So like, I mean, I just I just keep saying I think, think it just uh, it's going to be a little bit of a growing pain at first. Get your reps in so that it's not a growing pain and just embrace the suck and and it'll be fine. Uh, yep. So let's wrap this up with uh, the tarot cards uh, and how they add more decisions to the game. Uh, just like you mentioned before, like uh, these team, uh, the, this mechanic will allow more teams to come into the field, which is always a great thing to add more teams and more diversity and different lines of play. And hopefully, the end game is to add more players to the game because that's that's something that we all enjoy is getting new and different players. And as much as I like seeing Paul Jackson. Uh, all the time. It's fun to see a different face uh, every now and then. Uh, but tarot cards. Uh, we, they're common. There's nothing that we could do to change that. Uh, well, unless uh, uh, Clicks and that can make another main campaign to end um, tarot cards. Uh, but uh, with tarot cards, they're common. And, uh, with that, it comes the decision-making process on how you build your team and how you play your team. Uh, when uh, the team that I listed off earlier, I uh, some players can make the mistake of building around a mechanic instead of building a team, and that that can work out sometimes, uh, or things just fall into place and it just works out that way. But uh, personally. Uh, like, like we talked about with Cohen Revival and Recruiter, uh, the, the tarot cards should not be the basis of your team. It should just be the flavor added to the to, to, to the to, to the main course of uh, what you're trying to serve your opponent, which is an asshole thing. So uh, the team that I built, the, the tarot cards that I added, uh, were they weren't... They, they weren't necessarily game-changing cards, uh, but they helped enhance my team on any given turn that I have. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah. Let me see if I can, if I still have that. So the cards that I had for my team was Ace of Cups. You know, that was, when the character uses Super Senses, the priest will resolve by one. Uh, that, I think, is not going to be a, a big of a deal for my team. Uh, uh, or for my opponent's team, as it is my team, because I have one, two, three, three characters with super senses. And if I get this card, then it's, a, then it's okay. And because I have enough poison on my team, I feel like I should be able to get around most other super sense pieces, for the most part. Uh, then I have High Priestess, which uh, adds a single... It allows me to re-roll a single D6 and a friendly character roll, which can also include a attack roll. But this goes for the super sensors or the attack roll. Because my attack values aren't that great. I mean, 11 attack and 12 attack is good, but I wish it was 13 or 14. That's a major arcana, by the way. Uh, for my team, there weren't any major arcanas that really added to me. So this is the... I had to have a major arcana to my team. Uh, so then it was the pentacles. Uh, you can do sidestep when you do. You move three instead of two. I got a lot of sidestep on my team, so that seems like a good thing. The nine of wands. 
uh, when this character uses some power, increase the attack by plus one. That's that's right. That's how I was able to. I felt confident with my team because I have one, two, three on powers on my team, so that seems good. Uh, and this is just the bare minimum. Uh, Extra swords has not been released yet, so uh, maybe one of these will change uh, when they do come out. But uh, none of these cards, when when I'm building, uh, I don't like to have those. Uh, high variance uh, mechanics, like uh, Molecule Man before. I, I did not like relying on Molecule Man before the Avada because sometimes you would get that one or two, and then your team is just really out of position and shit out of luck. Uh, I, I never really wanted to depend on getting all five or six. Uh, and so, uh, personally, uh, and that's just a uh, force construction. When it comes to actually playing the game, uh, I didn't want to have any of these cards be so detrimental or so dependent. Um, I, I didn't want my team to be so dependent on any one particular card to help win me the game. Uh, because some of these cards are very, very swingy. Like the, the Battle Fury one, I... I wanted to add that one, but I don't think that helps out my team too much. Uh, because I have a couple of characters that carry people around, and I don't want to deal with that. And, uh, there's a couple of others that I really didn't feel right for my team. I just were, it would be really awesome if it happened, like the, the Mission Point one. Uh, the Mission Point cards... You shouldn't build with those unless you're playing mission point team. And even then, I don't know if you should rely on those on those cards for your mission point wins. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, with uh, tarot cards, uh, how does this affect your all team building uh, decision making process for outside the game and inside the game? Uh, I'll start off with Paul this time. What was the question? Uh, how uh, tarot cards? Uh, how does it how does it affect your decision making outside the game and inside the game? How does it make the decision? I mean, like I said, um, uh, it makes you favor pick a power characters over those that don't. Uh, you, I, I mean, is that then you you you're not only adapting to what your tarot cards are, you're also able to adapt to what your opponent's tarot cards do. That's why it's good to have. I mean, I keep saying it. <laughs> That's why it's good for like you know, um, for for you to have as many options as possible. That's why the hypersonic suddenly becomes awesome because like, what if uh, what if you have running shot instead and and you you get the one that uh, takes battle fury? Um, you want to be able to, to to switch to be able to suddenly do like hand-to-hand -hand combat um uh what else is it affecting my i like how does that how uh okay so i think that how does it affect you inside the game yeah i think it makes Thanos have to be more adaptable um, because there are some um and i'm specifically targeting thanos because like 
there are tarot cards out there that shut him down, shut his improved targeting down, uh, give him battle fury or things like that. So you have to like, you have to have a plan for for when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think most of the 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 alterations that you, is what you what you're gonna want to do outside of the game. You're saying inside of the game? Yeah. Uh, so I heard some players say that. Uh, tarot cards uh, will slow down the game uh, like dramatically because you never know which card you're going to get and uh, changes every turn for you and your opponent and so games can be very swingy like they can go one way or the other very in a a very extreme way I don't I don't feel the same way looking at all these cards because those uh, very extreme cards I don't think are going to see a lot of play uh, uh, because you don't want it to happen to you unless you're specifically building one in mind. And the, a lot of those teams aren't getting play, at least not right now. Things may change between now and Worlds. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think tarot cards are going to slow down the, what, the way some people example are. of what teams you're talking about? I'm, I'm uh, a little confused. Um, let's, uh, we'll go with uh, Jackson's uh, X-Men team. He has a good mix of range and close combat, right, Jackson? Yeah, I have a tarot deck kind of already built. If you want me to go through it too, uh, sure. Uh, so uh, uh, we'll go over Jackson's team and see uh, how that would affect his decision making process. Uh, what are the so, te- cards you have? So my main uh, goal of thinking of cards is I want the cards that can boost me, and I'm fine with also boosting my opponent that aren't just going to cause massive changes in the game, but basically increase my tempo. So um, I'm playing a five-card deck. Uh, my first card is Queen of Cups, which is characteristic of maximum of two damage from attacks. Um, I'm completely fine. As long as this isn't, like, the first one I turn over, I'm completely fine with this happening because I have multiple dual targets to split my damage. I have a lot of energy explosion. And then my team is going to have a lot of damage reducers and rollouts while also taking very little damage. Um, and yeah, it's a great one. Uh, I then have the Seven of Pentacles, which is, uh, characters can't use improved movement abilities, and characters that can have plasticity have free move at half speed. Um, I'm mainly keeping in mind, like, uh, Mimic and Venom Magneto on my team, and also Chase Apocalypse when I give them the cloak. Uh, this just allows a lot of free movement, a lot of repositioning, a lot of defense, and allows me to also lock down opposing characters. Like, I can just have a character that's really hard to kill, like Chase A, just walk up to a Thanos, and now he can't get away from me. He's just sitting there. Hey, hey, if they carry a Peepers, it's plus two to that speed. Yeah. Um, Next up, I have... uh, um, For Swords, I have the King of Swords, which is when a character hits with an attack roll of doubles, uh, remove an action token from them. Uh, this is just a random one that doesn't really... If it happens to me, great. It happens to my opponent. I don't really care. Um, this is just to keep my tempo going. Um, next up, I have the King of Wands, which is when a character damages an opposing character with an attack after resolutions or an action token from them. Again, I'm I'm just trying to make sure I am keep going. If my opponent can also keep going, that's completely fine because I'm confident in my ability to basically take out their threats with my tempo before theirs catches up to me. Mm. Um, and I also am considering swapping out uh, 
King of Wands potentially for Nine of Wands, which is uh, when the character uses Empower, you also modify their attack plus one. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good Empower on X-Men, but I think the wand, King of Wands is just too strong to not include. And the biggest one, like you said, Brad, is the Major Arcana. There, I just want one that isn't really going to affect me that badly. Um, so I went with uh, Strength, which is attack rolls of uh, one and one are not critical misses, and any attack rolls of doubles that would hit are critical hits. So, like, if I, say, have a 13 attack against a 16 defense, I doesn't matter what I roll, I'm hitting. It's, I, I have too much super sense on my team. I don't want people to roll court cards against me. <laughs> yeah, that's completely fair. It's uh, just, it's... Uh, I noticed that we almost had no overlap on our cards. Yeah, it's yeah. it's completely dependent on the play style of the team and of the player. I just want I want tempo control that's minorly affecting my opponent, and this is just the deck that works for me. Uh, but uh, to go to your point, Paul, uh, as to why the decision making process inside the game will slow it down, uh, some players uh, they they can't game plan until it's their turn, uh, or they they will game plan when it's not their turn. But um, uh, you know, when it starts to get towards the end of their opponent's turn. Decision making process is starting to get finalized and what things are going to happen or have happened. Uh, and then it's their turn, they all have to go. But the tarot card can uh, completely change what their game plan is. Uh, that you, know, you, you can't draw a line of fire through stealth, or uh, they can't use improved abilities, or uh, I don't know. Right. I don't the know games, all the game's very complex, so so this is an it's not going to be that much com more complex, but because it's just an added level of complexity, it will. Uh, so to what to do to stop it from slowing down the games? So you're gonna have to you know push along your opponent. You're gonna have to say, "Hey man, you got to make a choice." And for you to do that, uh, I mean, like morally. You have to be uh, smooth with your turns as well. Yeah. So, I, if, if you can't hurry along with your opponent unless you are uh, you are efficient with your turns as well. And that's actually yeah. one of the reasons why, with my Kukulin revival recruiter team, that sometimes I just threw myself out there just because it took a lot of brain power and decision making to figure out what to try to do. I didn't know actually what to do. So I just did something because I knew that uh, the more time I'm taking to think about it, uh, that's less time for my opponent to be able to answer to that. Uh, nobody likes to lose on time. and Generally speaking, I think nobody likes to win on time uh, unless it feels like it was an even game or good back and forth. Uh, but yeah. I don't like the game to end when it's not decided. It doesn't matter if it goes to time. If it goes to time and it was kind of like, uh, well, it, it was, it was, it was, we knew which way this this, this game was going to go. Yeah. And that, then that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that part's fine. But generally speaking, uh, scores are like 135 to 80. Uh, again, it depends on the bill, but using just those points as a, a point of reference. 
Pong. Um, uh, that seems like a pretty close game that could still go either way, unless it happens to be a Thanos team. Uh, that had the the, the bulldog five and eighty, uh, but yeah. So I I have to see more before I make a a decision on whether or not this is a negative experience on slowing the game down. I think it will, as you said, add a layer of complexity to the game, but I don't think it adds too much more. To if, if there's any time at all, because again, you're building your cards ahead of time. And if you're going to a tournament, you should have done the practice beforehand to know what to kind of expect, uh, what cards that your opponent is going to play. You will get those players that play those uh, those uh, off the wall teams or uh, a surprise gotcha team, uh, but you should still know what your team does. And uh, if you if you did the reps and put in the practice, then you should be it should be okay for the most part, I believe. Uh, so far, there hasn't been a card I've seen that is so detrimental to slowing down the game uh, that uh, that that's turned me off from yellow cards. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm not really sure where I was going with that, but there was, <laughs> uh, so, uh, one last thing I wanted to touch on, I'm sorry. I'm less certain of what exact, what, what exact tarot deck I'm going to use. Um, I know which ones I've bought, um, uh, and it's, it's a lot the same of, of what you two have been saying. I, I also agree the, the cent- seven of pentacles, that's a plasticity one. And the one where you can take the maximum of two damage, I know I want those. Um, and then ones like that are really potent, but but I have to see if they're potent in the wrong ways, like Queen of Wands, because um, that's so good. But like, I need to make sure that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know also, I uh... okay. I I also need a rules question on this. When a character rolls an effect using a single d six. Increase the roll by one. That includes with roll a single d6 and half it, right? Uh, yeah. Got to, right? Yeah. It's when it doesn't matter what the result or whatever the effect is, it's just you increase the result by a one. So, and it's replaced then modifies. So with Thanos, you roll a two, you, uh, you're ending up getting two, um, Two two gems, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah if... like if you roll a four for gems, you can increase it by one to roll a five, so you can pick three. Yeah, yeah. That that works. Yeah. So, well, isn't it isn't it half then modify increase? No, it's increase the result. It's not modify plus one. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, modify. this isn't. This is just whatever you roll. You just rolled one higher. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, like, for face, this is a card that, like, if you're a Thanos player, you probably want it, and you probably never want to put it in your deck if you're not, because it's just going to buff yeah. other Thanoses. Yeah, that seems pretty good, and no, no longer does that for Molecule Man. Um, there's some other beef. This also, like, jankly helps Thanos. If you're using, like, Muramasa and you rolled a three, now it just doesn't get the effect. Right. <laughs> 
So <laughs> this is like Thanos' best friend of a card, so you should probably not play this unless you're actually playing Thanos. Yeah. Uh, so which I card is that again? That... Is that I, I tentatively had that in my in my uh, my Thanos build, but um, it's unless there's another ones I'm not thinking of, which there probably is. Uh, it's a good one. I would play that with Thanos, right? That seems like a good thing. You always want to have a high roll. Well, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it helps your. Um, like if you turn that over, you're just having a great turn. You're you're getting more gems. You're getting better super senses. You're, um, yeah. It just it helps a lot. Um, the only thing that's gonna hurt is obviously the rollouts that Thanos is very weak against. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good uh, good thing for Thanos. Uh, obviously, it, well, actually, it wouldn't hurt you, right? But uh, if they had the more muscle blade if they roll three, then that's good for you, right? Right. Yeah, because now they roll a four, so it doesn't it doesn't trigger the no defense powers. Right. Yeah, I don't like this card for Thanos at all. <laughs> really? Uh, well, I, I I don't want to play Thanos with this card. I, I don't want to oh, play. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, no, that's fair. Uh, uh, like... This will make me yeah. sad. All right. Okay. Uh, so the last thing I want to wrap up with here. Let's get pretty late, pretty long. Uh, just a real quick opinion. Um, your thoughts about the Hellfire Gala Gala stuff that we saw? Uh, do you guys like the design of the cards? I don't know. Do you, have you guys seen the cards for the? Uh, I have. Uh, I do not like it. Uh, I will say this: uh, I think it looks ugly and it looks cheap. Yeah. I hope uh, this isn't how the the PAC that it comes with looks like because they said it's going to be an exclusive looking PAC. Uh, that was the only reason why I was interested in buying it was the PAC. Uh, uh, so far, I'm also not impressed with the uh, the figure shown, the Cyclops and the Emma Frost. The Emma Frost is a little interesting. Uh, but... mm, I I think that Cyclops is very playable and Emma Frost is kind of bad. I think it's bad, Emma Frost? Yeah. I think Cyclops is bad and Emma Frost is playable. I think Cyclops wow. is great on X-Men teams. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a map-wide um, dice replacement, so he's helping a lot with that. Um, he's, again, keeping that tempo going by just taking off tokens if you roll that double fives. Uh, he is passively just giving every X-Men within seven squares plus one defense from range. Uh, he's a 20 defense from range with that effect plus ESD. He's also another leadership... Uh, He's a 10-3 pen size 7 range that shoots through blocking um, and goes down to like a 12 for 4. Uh, granted with low defense, but he's just all around a solid attacker. Uh, he's a little hard to kill for 45. Um, not entirely, but from range. Yeah. I, I think he's perfectly playable while Emma Frost just kind of sits there and does her effects and does nothing else. Well, I, I probably like her effect. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of outwit out there, which is why. Uh, yeah. Like, it's she's probably gonna replace Monarch on my swaps, but or my sideline, but I' not happy to play her. <laughs> uh, but the card design is awful. Uh, it it looks like they didn't even fold the card on here. No, 
I think this is just like a cutout or a printout on a sheet of paper just to show what it is. Because like they showed the sculpts earlier, like the dials cut out. Like it is, I think this is just showing what it is. It might come this way because I know like no, it, it looks like the card. Come. Yeah, the card. Uh, it might be. Yeah, the the edges are rounded, and if you take a real close look, there's a shadow underneath it. So yeah, the yeah. card's the flat out card where it shows two sides and it's not folded. Uh, I don't want to mess up a card that's not folded. Because somebody's yeah, going to say that now it's ruined. I still have my grand prize Dark Phoenix Cyclops from Avengers vs. X-Men card not folded. How do you sleep that? I don't. Oh, there you go. Uh, have you seen these uh, cards, uh, these figures yet, Paul? Yeah, I, I, I think that, that Cyclops is fine. Um, do you also hate the Emma Frost as much as Jackson? I, I, I... It's so hard to tell what what can actually make it onto a swap team, though. It's I like there ke keeps being I don't know. It might it might not even make it the final cut. So it's definitely worth looking it, at. In like when you lose Mapeth X Men, I currently have Monarch as a swap for he's a leadership and power, and then an invincible pulse wave for Mimic to copy. She's the same thing, but now is map now is dice replacement gives out wit and a prob. She's probably gonna just like sit in the back on my team and just be a tertiary attacker if they push me, but uh, yeah, she's she's fine if you pair her like that. Also, yeah, I know I uh, she goes great with Hope I just, Summers. I I don't hate them. I, it's just it's just having no, I, I get just it. just dipped into X Men just just to build something for the Gauntlet. Um, it's it's hard to even find like like it's hard to find a spot for a lot of a lot of things like even peepers i didn't i think one of the builds didn't even have him on it and like i was like i i came into it like surely gene gray's good enough and common gene gray's good enough to find a slot no. yeah looking at the two cyclops does seem more playable i just like her better i think both their 100 point lines suck oh yeah, yeah, for sure. that's awful <laughs> I mean, you don't. It's, I I just don't understand why they're making hundred point figures, like new hundred point figures, not with just better stats. Like I can find these stats on a fifty pointer pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, also, this Emma Frost doesn't have mind control. What the hell? This is more. I think this is like supposed to be her diamond form represented more. But yeah, I she don't does know. have a principle like almost the entire dial. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. I guess whatever. Still hate it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think if she had mind control, she'd be great. So far, I don't see me buying this box for $70. I am, just because it's X-Men. And, yeah. Uh, does it come with dice? Do you know, Jackson? I think it does. I think from what I heard, it comes with the figures, a nice pair of dice, and a PAC. That's usually... What I do, I uh, I buy a starter, uh, get the dice and the PAC, and give it to uh, some kids, uh, and usually steal a watcher out of it. <laughs> so far, nothing worth stealing. Uh, <laughs> nope. All right, so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thanks, Jackson, for coming onto the show. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Paul, for hanging out with me and bullshitting about Zerklix the last two hours. Mm -hmm. It has been two hours. All right. Yep. Nice.
and thanks listeners uh, for listening I uh, hope you like the show uh, if you have uh, anything to say about it if you hate it let me know uh, I want to hear about it uh, you'll make me cry but I still want to hear about it good luck at nationals everyone yeah good luck at nationals yeah. and good luck at worlds alright uh, uh, say goodbye Jackson goodbye goodbye Jackson goodbye Jackson Fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all dead! Get the fuck out!